relaxed. I don't. I don't do it. It's a waste of money. Shit just grows right back. Fuck that. No, I don't do it. I don't do I don't do laser hair removal either. No, dude. If I wanted 10,000 lasers shot at my dick, I'd break into the Death Star. Fuck that. I'm not doing that. I'd walk in look like Chewbacca. Come out looking like Dr. Evil with baby Yoda balls. Come on. You know what I'm talking about, baby Yoda balls. You look arrow as fuck, dude. <laughs> Are you a cyclist? No. You're not a cyclist. That surprises me. I don't know why it does, but it does. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck, man. I don't get my balls waxed, but uh, my mom is a big proponent of, of the waxing situation. Like last year, she went to Brazil for their annual convention, and she brought back some Brazilian wax candles. Yeah, if you can believe this. Jesus Christ, man. Made the whole house smell like fucking crustaceans. I was like, Mom, what is that? She's like, ocean breeze. I'm like, yeah, ocean breeze at low tide. It smells like burnt hairs and pussy. Like what Rick James's house probably smells like. That dude loved his curling iron. It's true. Rick James. Woo. Yeah. Yeah, man. All right. That's 801. That's all right. We can, we can, we can wrap this show up. I want to make sure you guys got enough time to do your thing. Thank you very much for coming to this part of the open mic. Uh, are you guys all comics? No. Who's a comic in here? Who's going up next? Are you on the... Are you, you're the host? Do you want me to wrap this shit up? You want to get your shit on the road? You're going to get a smoke break? You want to smoke? Let's smoke inside. Pam's not here. Do you guys want to blaze some inside cigs and really clam bake this motherfucker? What do you say? Who's got cigs? No cigs? Ooh, you're going to get antsy sitting down. I like me a good cigarette. God damn it, I love your outfit. Jeez. All right. Yeah, that's about all I fucking got, I think. Yeah, all right. This was the open mic. There we go. That's it. That's all we got. Thank you guys for coming.
Well, my favorite thing. This is another thing I believe in. Like uh, when creditors call me, I oh will God. fuck with them. And and now um, I think th you have credit card debt. You have debt. Uh, yeah, I, I have debt, but they they won't call me anymore because I've just wasted so much of their time. And you know, after seven years, it just resets, right? Does it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So no. what you have to do is when they call you, you can't admit it's you. When they're like, "Hi, this is Pam Benjamin," you can't say it's it's you. You don't so have to I, say it's not me. I couldn't answer the phone. This is Pam. That's how I always answer the phone. Right. You also have to change your uh, voicemail message. Wow. But uh, that's the thing I didn't know because my I, I would live to fuck with these people. They call me, and the only way you can really keep them on the phone is if you admit it's you. You know. Right. Because otherwise they want it. Otherwise they'll try to hang up and stuff. But like I, I knew exactly. So so I, I. Who did you learn this trick from? Did you read well, it in a book? I, no, I just figured it out after they kept calling me. And basically, okay, I, a credit score is an imaginary fucking number, all right? It's not a real physical thing. It's an imaginary fucking number. I don't believe in credit scores. So you're not going to threaten me. They, they threaten me, oh, right. we'll fucking ruin your credit score. Go for it. I'm going for the world's lowest credit score. You know? And I just fuck it. I'd be like, how do you people sleep at night? Try, your, your whole job is to get money.
welcome to Mutiny Radio. Can I have your attention? Can I have your attention, please? <gasps> Thank you. I love attention. A little bit more about me. Uh, I'm from Oakland, which means I dodged three bullets and walked through fire to get here. A little bit more about me. I'm married. Uh, my husband and I live in Oakland in a very nice loft, which we can afford because we're both very successful. He has a business that he built from the ground up, and I married well. A little bit more about me. Gender pronouns are very important. My gender pronouns are she, her, or that queen. I also respond to this bitch. It's actually probably my favorite. I just realized that you don't know my name. That's fine. Neither do most of the men that I've dated. Let me introduce myself. My name is Polly Pop-Tart, the original drag intro comedian. I do drag queen intros. I've got a great cast that I can't wait to introduce, but I'm going to need your help. So when I say, oh, oh, you say, is she ready? Let's give it a try. Oh, oh. Is she ready? She may be bad at algebra, but she can always find her ex. <laughs> Welcome to the stage. Carry the one. Carry the one. Thank you. She's a real queen. She always has her legs at the right angle. Let's do another. Oh, oh. She's the murderer that no one saw coming. Welcome to the stage, Helen Killer. Thank you. Oh my God, what was... You guys, Helen Killer couldn't be here. She got another gig. Good for her. Gotta love that blind ambition. Let's do one more. Oh, oh. She's the New York queen who rocks a pretty bomb, smoky eye. Welcome to the stage, Nina Levin Towers. <laughs> Nina Levin Towers, thank you. Her performances don't always land. She's had a rough couple of years. Some say she hit ground zero. But I hear she's erecting quite a comeback. So I'm going to tell you about the time that I hooked up with a pastor at a nude beach. Now, I didn't know he was a pastor when I met him. I dropped my knees out of habit. See, I like that he was very attractive. He reminded me of Jesus on the cross because he was hung. And like Jesus' hair because he was uncut. So after Sunday servicing, I noticed a burning sensation on my body. Have you ever had that after a hookup? Yeah, sunburns are the worst. And I realized that at that point, the lotion that I had all over my body didn't have any SPF. Oh, oh. Is she ready? She's the 11th plague Moses put upon the Egyptian people. Welcome to the stage, Sandy Buttcheeks. Apparently, no one here has ever had sex on the beach. Is everyone here a square? Where's the craziest person someone here has had sex? Shout it out. Shout it out. On a bus. Now that sounds kind of fun. Did you pay your bus pass or did you, or did you insert something in what? No, it's, it's better to do it that way. He likes to live on the edge a little bit. I don't know how a ticket gets, you, gets back to sex, but I'm sure that there's a way to do that. Yeah, because normally I do charge a mission for my sex. It's how I stayed looking this cheap. 
So we have a great show for you tonight, and I'm so excited for the round of comics that we have for you. I have to say that I was a little bit ill-prepared because I have never hosted this show before or any show here. So this is the first time you guys are popping my cherry. I'm so excited. But before we get going, I want to warm you guys up because I'm super warmed up and ready for entry. And I want you guys to feel what different levels on the scale feels like. So we're going to go on a scale from 0 to 10. And a 10 is going to be you guys being like real intense and real extra, all right? All right, I want you to start like at a, at a 1, just like a really petty golf clap, like... Like Nancy, like Nancy Pelosi, just really. All right, now Nancy having a little bit more cocaine. We're going to a three. She's getting there. She's getting there. This is Nancy back in 1999. She's like really excited, but like still Nancy Pelosi. Give me a five. All right, all right. Nancy, 1999, 1992, sorry. She has a little bit of like, she had Molly once, and this is like the time that it happened. Give me a seven. I want to hear a seven. All right, and now I want to hear 1989 in the midst of San Francisco and its glory. I want to hear Nan that Nancy Pelosi. Scream for me! Yeah, give me a 10. That's what we want to do. All right, oh, is she ready? Our next comedian, our first comedian, is named after one of my favorite department stores and looks like he got something from there tonight. Welcome to the stage, Mike Nordstrom. Hell yes, I am so happy to be here right now, because if I wasn't here right now, I would have not done anything today. Like, this is all I have going for me. I was supposed to do adult things, I was supposed to go out grocery shopping, did not happen. Like you got, you look like an adult, like where do you go grocery shopping? Safeway, not that safe of a place. You poor piece of shit. No, it's all good. I, I'm a step right below Safeway. I go to Grocery Outlet Bargain Market. Grocery Outlet Bargain Market is the Jacksonville, Florida of grocery stores. No other store can you walk into and see just an obese white woman wearing juicy sweatpants yelling at another obese white woman wearing juicy sweatpants, calling her the N-word over a DiGiorno pizza. There's no store like that. It's not delivery. It's, it's white trash. It's white trash, you guys. Speaking of white trash, you guys like drugs? Guys, give it up for drugs, everybody. Yeah, like heroin. Like heroin. Nah. Hey, if you just want to be a sleepy person hanging out in a dark, cluttered room with other sleepy people, heroin could be for you. Hey, let's go whippets. Guys, give it for whippets. Yes. Let me tell you fine people of San Francisco. Nothing is quite like a nice, crisp whippet after a long day of stealing from Salvation Army. That's just dope. Hanging out with your boys. It's not like an abandoned Payless shows. It's having a time. And cocaine. Give it up for cocaine. That's a lot of people lying right now. Not wanting to know where all the other cocaine is. But cocaine's cool. Because without cocaine, the show Shark Tank would have never existed. 
Shark Tank is 100% fueled by uncut Peruvian. Do you know how that show started? There was a TV producer, high as fuck on an airplane, just doing lines in the middle, uh, a shared armrest, and he's flipping through a Sky Mall magazine, and I was like, this, this could be a show. And then they made Sky Mall magazine the show, named it Shark Tank. And thank God they did, because we have so many great products to thank them for. Dog lingerie. Thank you, cocaine. Vertical hammocks. Thank you, cocaine. A vest that men can wear that has female titties on it so you can fondle yourself. Thank you, cocaine. It's called a vest. Coming out in May. That show would suck if they're on any other drugs, though. If they're smoking weed, forget about it. Just a bunch of people keeping quiet, keeping their ideas to themselves out of paranoia. Even if one idea got through, it would be more Rick and Morty merchandising. And we don't need that. Opiates would suck. Prescription pills would be terrible. Just force you to buy these expensive products that would slowly force you to buy dangerous, cheaper versions of the same exact products. Shrooms would be the worst, though. Whole concept of the show go right out the window. No buying, no selling of products, just 30 minutes of wind blowing through dry grass. Because you can't buy a titty vest if global warming kills us first. It's a metaphor. Even the sharks of the show, Mark Cuban and Mr. Wonderful, both sound like drug kingpins from a 1990s Mel Gibson movie. <sighs> Yeah, well, drugs are cool. You guys, like, energy drinks are kind of like a drug, right? You get addicted to those all the time. You guys drink energy drinks? Nobody? All cocaine? What's the fucking... <laughs> like, there's, like, like Rockstar. People who drink Rockstar, they have none of the fame or talent of actual Rockstars, but they have all of the ego and sexual assault allegations of one. Then Monster, like Monster's a big one. If you drink Monster, you own at least one WWE t-shirt. <laughs> you have a bunch of loose condoms you stole from Planned Parenthood. And you love your stepdad, which is nice. And there's a new energy drink, it's called Bang. Have you guys heard of Bang energy drink? Oh yeah, fuck yeah. <laughs> a little too excited. <laughs> Did you know I Fuck yeah, do you have diabetes? Holy shit. I want everything that tastes like cotton candy. <laughs> Which is fucked up that it tastes like cotton candy because you have to be 18 years old to buy Bang Energy Drink. You have to be 18 years old to buy a gun. And what happens if these kids start going out buying these cotton candy Bang Energy Drinks? They start dying. The headlines are going to get very, very confusing. Another kid goes out with a bag. <laughs> oh. Quick segue. The first time I had sex with my girlfriend, super weird journey. Super weird. We left our bar around 11.30. I kind of knew it was going to happen. She kind of knew it was going to happen. And so I tell her, I'm like, I got to make a stop. She's like, where? She's a deep voice. She's like, where? 
I'm like, I got to get some condoms. He's like, okay. So we go to the liquor store. Closed. Then we go to safe. Then we go to Walgreens. Closed. And I start thinking. I start thinking, who sells condoms? Who sells condoms? And then it clicks. Safeway sells condoms. Condoms, safe sex. Condoms are the safe way to have sex. I mean, dots are connecting like a second grader drawing astrological signs. And so we get to Safeway. But to my surprise, they are locked behind a giant plexiglass case. Condoms are the safest thing inside of Safeway. And who are these reckless condom users they're trying to stop? You can go to Big Five right now and just pick a crossbow up off the shelf and then use that crossbow to shoot right into a woman's ovaries. But you can't go to Safeway and grab condoms off the shelf to stop you from shooting into a woman's ovaries. It's fucked up. And I'm not embarrassed by condoms. Everyone has to do it. It's no big deal. But having to go to another adult who works at a grocery store and say, Can you please open the condom cabinet for me? <laughs> it's a little embarrassing. And I think my girl, she saw the weakness in my eyes. And so she was like, oh, I'm going to go get somebody. And she leaves because she wears the condoms in this relationship. And she comes back with exactly who you think she comes back with. Who you ever, you imagine works the graveyard shift at a Katati Safeway? That's exactly who Dougie was. Dougie comes up and locks the cabinet. I'm perusing. Which one should I get? Do I get the Magnums or something that fits? And behind me, Dougie's just talking wild shit. He's like, good job getting condoms, buddy. Sounds like my girlfriend. <laughs> good job getting condoms, buddy. My ex called me last week, said I'm three weeks pregnant. I told that bitch I haven't fucked you in three weeks, hung up on her. No one's going to trap me, buddy. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what the fuck? He's looking at me. I'm looking at him. She's looking at me. And I'm like, this is the weirdest first date I've ever been on. You know the worst problem, like the whole problem of the whole story? I didn't even use the condoms. Went back to her place, started fooling around a little bit. I was about to come way too early, so I thought of my grandmother's tits, and then I came instantly. And now I have a completely different problem. Completely different. I don't know, I'm not tough. I'm not a tough guy. I'm not. Like, I'm not from a tough place. Like, where are you from, my man? Mumbai? Fuck, that sounds tough as shit, dude. What are you doing, Mumbai? That sounds fucking dope. It has two syllables, which is key in sounding tough. All tough places have two syllables. Compton, Crenshaw, Waco, Texas. Tough sounding places. I'm from Lagunitas. <laughs> Does not sound tough. It just sounds like a town filled of people just high on opiates and weaving baskets all day. It's not tough. And I don't know what to say in, like, tough situations. I don't. Like, I was in a bar the other day. Some guy bumped into me. He's like, what up, dickface? 
I didn't know what to say. I was a little scared, but I had to conserve my ego, my machismo. And so I say to him, hey, man, if this has to come down to blows right now, I don't give a shit. I don't, if it has to come down to blows, I will blow you right here, right now. Mother, I don't give a shit where, anytime, anyplace. Fuck, Walmart bathroom, Danny's parking lot, my place, I don't know. He beat the shit out of me. No big deal. He's from Mumbai, you know? He's from Mumbai. You gotta be careful who you offend these days and what you say. Because everyone's offended by something else and you never know. Like, I'm friends with this girl and I've been friends with her for a really long time. And we all went out to a bar the other night and some guy made an off color joke. She got so angry out of nowhere, she stood up and she spit right in his face. And I saw that, and I was pissed. Because I have been trying to have her spit on my face for years. Never did it. It's fucked up. So hard being me. Sex is weird, though. Sex is weird. Maybe it is just for me. Because this is who I am all the time. If I'm not up here talking about Mumbai or my abnormally long nipple hairs, I'm somewhere else talking about the same exact thing. And like this voice. This voice is not a sexy voice. So I want to give a little, a little treat for you guys. A little exercise. Can everyone in the room please close their eyes? Close your eyes. Just listen to my voice. Close your goddamn eyes. Just listen to my voice. It's a guided meditation of sorts. I'm going to take you on a journey. Let me take you there. Shh, just listen. Just listen. I'm on top of you. Keep your goddamn eyes closed. We're making sweet, sweet, passionate, consensual love. Eyes closed, goddammit. You are already disappointed. You're saying things to yourself like, wow. He is not pacing himself at all. You're saying things to yourself like, wow, he has abnormally long nipple hairs. And I can see, I can see you're, you're disappointed. Keep your fucking eyes closed in the back. I can see you're disappointed. So I try to dirty talk. I try to Marvin Gaye it up. So I'm like, hey, baby, how to like that hard penis inside of that wet Vagina. <sighs> you guys can open your eyes now. That's not sexy. No sound that comes out of my body is a sexy sound. They're all gross. The only sound less sexy than my voice is the sound she's making when she's choking on my abnormally long nipple hairs. Guys, thank you so much. That's been my time. Check out my podcast, Like an Adult Podcast. Now, I was just dropping down a couple of notes there, and honestly, Shark Tank on cocaine makes so much sense. Especially that one person who like didn't make it back for the season, they must have gotten one of the bits with fentanyl. Apparently no one here does cocaine. 
Yeah, cocaine is really tough. Like after you, after I take it, um, which is mostly during Pride Weekend, the time when every homosexual uh, travels to the magical land of way too many drugs that you never want to do until at least next week. And usually when I do it, like the next morning, you have like the, the post-nasal drip. Um, if you also were doing acid at the same time, you're still seeing a lot of colors. And if you're still feeling the molly and the mushrooms that you had at 4 a.m., you have a lot of other things going on. It gets very complicated. But you'll just know that if you ever want to get really high without having to take any drugs directly, this is a true story. My husband was at uh, Burning Man. And someone asked him to pee in their mouth after he had Molly. Yeah, because it's super concentrated in your urine and you can get super high from it. So if you're ever looking to recycle your drugs or get more for your bang or for your buck, definitely a good option. I can see here people are really budget conscious. You came to a comedy show on a Friday. Can you give it up for yourselves? I do it for the applause, just like Lady Gaga. So without any further ado, I'd like to introduce your next comedian. Oh, is she ready? He's not my father, but I'm happy to make him my daddy. Welcome to the stage, Luke Moore. Row, 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 V. Wade. Abortion, abortion, abortion. Abortion, 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 abortion. Abortion, abortion, abortion. Hey, how's everybody doing tonight? Are we having fun? My name is Luke Moore. I was a household name in the house that I grew up in. Hey, can we turn the music off a little bit more? So, okay, yeah. I want to bomb in silence. That's what I... <laughs> You know, I don't want to bomb to Ariana Grande. That makes it worse. Okay. Yeah. I just uh, I just got out of a serious relationship. How serious? We argued every day. It's very serious, very tense. She was an alcoholic, a vegetarian, and she was allergic to gluten. So I had to break up with her because she had too interesting of a personality. Yeah. I got a I got a weird family. I got this weird uncle. Uncle Ed is into bestiality and necrophilia. And we know this because it's all he ever talks about. He's just like, bestiality this, necrophilia that. You know. We're like, okay, Uncle Rick, you know, we get it. Like, you're beating off a dead horse. You know. I was at Safeway earlier and I was looking at their hot dogs and they have kosher meat hot dogs called Hebrew Nationals. And I was curious because I never had kosher meat hot dogs. And I you know I was gonna go with the Hebrew Nationals, but I went with the knockoff brand, Anne Frank's. <laughs> Have you seen these? They're hard to find, but okay. You just keep looking, you'll find them. Okay. Yeah. 
I, uh, you know, I, uh, I sleep on a futon, so it makes dating tough, you know, because, like, you can't impress a girl with a futon, right? Like, there's no nice futons out there. They're all just futons. Like, she, she, you know, she's seen a futon before, right? You can't just be like, hey, look, it's, you know, it's a couch bed, you know. <laughs> She's she's already seen them, you know. And like, did you know that like 100% of futons have piss on them? Wait, let me rephrase that. 100% of futons that I sleep on get piss on them. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh... You know, real quick, by show of come, who here likes to come? He just came, he just came, he just came. Okay, cool. That was just like a sperm of the moment joke. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I keep forgetting all my jokes. Who are y'all here to see? Are y'all here to see Mike? No? You're here to see me. All right, okay. Cool. I don't know. I've been trying to do some adulting lately. That's what I call having sex with other adults. Okay. Hey, does anybody, uh, real quick, before I get started, uh, <laughs> does anybody, uh, does anybody have a wall charger? I need to charge my walls. Okay. Hey, real quick, before I get started, um, I just need to clear my throat. Oh, ah, ah, ah. all right, thank you. Thank you. Uh, I am I'm from, uh, from Texas. I am from Texas. Uh, my mother is a tumbleweed. My father's a cactus. That's how they met. Wind. Uh, you know, 2020 is going to be the year that I finally take a stab at murder. I think. I think I'm gonna I'm gonna be a serial killer because, like, that's admirable, right? Like a serial killer is like everybody has a serial killer that they like, right? Everybody has like one guy that they like. You know, you get like a movie made after you. You know, maybe like multiple spinoffs if you're really fucked up, right? Like, one guy, like, killed people and, like, wore their faces, and Texas Chainsaw Massacre was made about them, and, like, Science of the Lambs was made about them. Like, I want to get a movie, you know? I want to get a movie, and, I, you know, I'm just going to kill people until I get a movie. Okay. Yeah. I'm good. I don't feel good. I get I get called puto a lot at my job. I'm a substitute teacher. The principal's like, you're late, puto. Yeah. I get called the N-word a lot, too. But I kind of like that one. You know, it feels cool. They're like, 
Mr. Moore, you a bitch N-word. And I'm like, hell yeah. You know, that's a good one. I've, I've, I've had a lot of shitty jobs my whole life. And I know they're shitty because they make me mop. And mopping doesn't work. I don't know if you try to mop. It's supposed to clean. It doesn't clean at all. It just makes everything grosser. Like, what is a mop? It's a stick with dirty spaghetti on it. How is that dirty spaghetti going to make the mess, like, going to clean up the mess? I don't know, you know. You work at a restaurant, some kid throws up dirty spaghetti onto the floor. You clean up with dirty spaghetti. It doesn't make sense, you know. And I don't like working at restaurants, too, because, like, whenever the kid throws up, like, you know, somebody has to mop it. Like, you know who they pick to mop? They scan the whole restaurant, and they pick the person with the worst posture that works there. And that's me, you know? So that's why I don't like working at restaurants. Uh, I learned recently that I have a type from uh, Tinder, because, like, Tinder puts all your matches in a row. I just, I see a pattern. And my type is women who don't smile in their pictures. It's like unhappy burnout women. Non-smiling, dark-haired women. I want a girl to look at me the way my mom would look at me when I asked her to take me to Blockbuster. I want, you know, I'm looking for that, no, I don't want to take you to Blockbuster look, you know? Yeah. Uh, real quick, I'm going to leave you all with this one. Um, I was reading about Prince, my favorite musical artist, and I learned he's really short. Do you know how tall Prince is? Six feet under. That's the punchline. Thank you. <laughs> Good night. So I heard him mention Hebrew nationals at one point, and I, being a Jewish person, had to talk about being Jewish. That's why I'm here, because uh, there, was enough, there wasn't enough guilt in the world, so I had to be brought into it. So um, I grew up Jewish, and one of my favorite things about being Jewish is when I meet other gay guys at the club, and I tell them that I'm Jewish. The first thing they always say to me is, prove it. So I do. I tell them I have indigestion. Oh, oh. She's pink, sweet, sickening, and reminds you of all your bad decisions. Welcome to the stage, Pepto-Dismal. She's a real queen in New York City. She's terrible. I've got a question for you guys. Why did the Jewish mother circumcise her son herself? Budget cuts. Now, don't go thinking that. Don't go thinking that. My mom didn't circumcise me herself, please. She's a Jewish mother. Do you think she would waste all that guilt on, nope, that's not where we're going. We're gonna try that again. So my mom didn't circumcise me herself. If you ask me, she didn't really care. I suppose you could say she didn't have any skin in the game. Oh, oh. She's the first thing on your lips when you meet a new guy at the club. Welcome to the stage. Is the uncut? Wow, everybody here is circumcised. Congratulations, you must be so cleanly. 
I actually love foreskin and it's my favorite thing to find like as a surprise like you're so excited for the happy meal that's always here and you're like oh my gosh it's gonna happen I'm so excited that I'm getting a happy meal and then you reach and you get two toys and it just keeps on coming sometimes you just have so much to deal with there's one woman in the audience who has dealt with foreskin congratulations and thank you so uh, a little bit more about me growing up Jewish. So one of my favorite stories about uh, growing up in, in growing up Jewish in Sunday school was the story of Sodom and Gomorrah. Yeah. So as people were exiting the city, which was being destroyed, if you turned around, you turned to salt, which must be why Jewish people are so salty and why we have such high blood pressure. One of the things that I learned more than anything is the fact that if you keep your head down when something's happening behind you that's bad, you walk away and you keep going, you will be just fine. Unless you're black, then you're fucked either way. And I brought up this thing about me being Jewish because our next comedian looked like who I dreamt of as I was at Hebrew school dreaming for a man who would whisk me away to lots of tax savings. Welcome to the stage! Anthony Zaccaro! Oh, thank you, thank you. Um, yeah, I do look like the mascot of the Jewish basketball team. Um, give me a J. J. Give me an E. e. Give me an antacid. Um, uh, clap it up for me. I it has been a couple months now since I've stopped jeweling. Everybody, I have not hit the jewel in a few months. Clap it up for me. That's an achievement. Thank you. Thank you. Started smoking cigarettes pretty heavily. Um, did you know it's the same thing? It's the same thing. That's crazy. No one told me it's the same thing. I, but my life has changed since I've started smoking cigarettes. Um, I've started to go outside more because you have to. Um, they will not allow you to smoke cigarettes inside. I started to talk to more people as well. The other day, a woman told me to please move away from her building. Um, so I'm socializing, all right? I'm getting out there. Uh, cigarettes are healthier for you, though. Think about it. Uh, the Juul uh, pot is a chemical, and tobacco is a plant, so organic, right? It's healthier. That's farm-to-lung smoking, right? directly from the field into the walls of my lungs. That's way healthier. But it took me a while to figure out that jeweling was uh, a lot more dangerous. Uh, it really, it only set in when uh, my friend uh, was hospitalized for jeweling. Um, and uh, it wasn't until I unplugged his breathing machine to charge my jewel. Uh, that was when it really set in that this is dangerous. Like when he flatlined, cause I was on yellow, um, I was like, I, I gotta, I gotta stop this. This was crazy. Um, I, I do, I do smoke cigarettes. Something I've learned when I'm smoking cigarettes, sometimes someone will walk by you and they'll do, they'll look at you and they'll do a fake cough. Like, uh -huh, uh -huh, and look at you like, oh, like that's going to make me quit. Like that's, <laughs> that's the thing. That's like, oh. You know, like that, that's that's the, like I don't care about my real cough. Okay, I'm smoking through my real cough. I don't care about yours. Uh, uh, I always uh, 
when someone always asks me for a cigarette, and if you, any smokers in here, uh, if you if you do this, uh, uh, someone asks me for a cigarette, I always say I left uh, my cigarettes inside whatever building I'm behind. Um, and this was working really well uh, until my girlfriend became the production manager of a gay bar, and I started smoking outside that gay bar. Yeah, they're they're inside. Uh, yeah. Anyway. Um, I've been, have been trying to get, trying to get healthier. Um, I'm just upset that I look, I always look out of breath. Um, so I have a face that just looks out of breath. I don't know how, I don't know how that's possible. I look like someone you used to know and it's something happened to them. <laughs> like someone you lost contact with and like, oh, hey, do remember Anthony from high school? This is what he, this is what he fucking looks like now. It's Jesus. Um, but yeah, I, uh. I got a job working uh, driving for Postmates, uh, which has been which has been pretty good. Um, Postmates is actually the only job that I don't recommend doing it high, uh, because I don't trust myself with food in the passenger seat as often as I have food in the passenger seat when I'm driving for Postmates. People are missing fries all throughout this city. Um, also, you should not be high at a job where you can literally stop working whenever you want. And there's no consequences. <laughs> like that's that's not good. When I was uh, working at Target, I would get high on my lunch break, come back, finish the shift. Now I get high at Postmates. I wake up at home. It's different. Okay, it's not not productive at all. Um, I I do get out of breath easily. Um, I was thinking about it. Uh, there are so many reasons why I could never get away with murder. There are so many reasons why I could never get away with murder. The amount of times I've forgotten a jacket at home when I could have really used a jacket is that's that's at the top of the list. <laughs> I I am not I am not cut out for murder. Also, uh, to get away with murder, you're supposed to kill someone uh, that you don't know so that there's no connection. And honestly, I've only thought about killing people I'm close to, so that's <laughs> that that is a no on that as well. Um, another reason I have a Prius. Can't can't murder someone. I know what you're thinking. The trunk space, but <laughs> you know it's not not really a getaway vehicle, is it? Uh, cross country escape maybe at 50 miles per hour, but yeah. <sighs> On the autobahn, I took my Prius to 55. I was feeling I was feeling risky. Um, also, with as hairy as I am, every room I've in, I've ever been in. <laughs> has evidence I've been there. No matter how long I've been in that room. Like, if there was a murder in this room, all of you would be safe and they would implicate only me and maybe that guy right there. Uh, we're the only people getting booked. They're, they're finding the hair, they're matching it up. Um, a dog could murder someone and I would get booked for it. That's, that's what I'm trying to say. Um, also, another reason is I sweat very easily. So I would not hold up under questioning at all. If that interrogation room is anywhere below 70 degrees, I am going to jail. I sweat so easily. This was actually a very big problem for me in college because I would wake up late and rush to class and have a girl ask me, is it raining outside? Like, no, no, unfortunately it's, unfortunately it's not. Uh, 
but yeah, this is this is how I look. I, I look like I, I just quit zoomies. Um, yeah, well, what else? What else did I want to? What else did I want to try for you guys? Um, yeah, I do look like a lot of people. I look like uh, I get mistaken for Paul Giamatti by European tourists like every day. I sign those autographs. I definitely sign those autographs. Oh really? <laughs> that's that's that would have been great if I had asked you. Um, that that would been uh, that would have been a fantastic thing to say. Uh, but thank you. Then let me s scroll through my phone for a little bit. That's the, I was I was so worried that I would have to come up with jokes to fill the time. of me scrolling through my phone. Um, what what other reasons why I couldn't get away? Oh yeah, uh, co comedians and murderers are a lot alike. Um, they interrupt people. Uh, no, I'm kidding. Uh, the comedians and murderers are alike. You can always, you can, you can trace back a comedian uh, to something that happened to them in, uh, as a kid, you know? Uh, it's just comedians were just raised just a little bit better than than murderers. Murderers, serial killers, you always see like like uh, oh my my mom uh, beat me with a frying pan and now I kill female chefs. Uh, it's it's always like some like weird like villain origin story or something like that. Uh, all right, what else? That's your cue. You're supposed to okay. All right, never mind. Um, oh, another reason, another reason. My hands shake constantly, all right? This is, I'm, I'm pretty comfortable up here. My hands just shake constantly, not holding up over questioning. That would have worked better if I had included it in the other thing. Um, but yeah, um, I, uh, my name's Anthony. I'm very fortunate to be named Anthony because uh, my friends that have named their kids uh, post-2000s, I, I have no idea what they were thinking. Uh, white people are getting crazy with names. Uh, misspelling on all those Starbucks cups has taken them into a new level. Uh, my friend, she named her first kid Tristan uh, with two Ys, um, and they are not where you think they are at all. <laughs> They're both at the beginning. Um, and she named her second kid Taylee, T-A-Y-L-E-I-G-H. Yeah, because we all love spelling neighbor. Like, that's my favorite word to spell and give to a kid for the rest of her life. Oh, you have a beautiful baby girl. Like, yeah. Uh, there was actually a woman that named... Uh, how, wait, actually, how are you sober for nine months and end up naming your kid Taylee? Like, I don't... <laughs> I don't understand. Um, There's another... Uh, a white mom and a white dad named their white kid Blade. There's a Y in that too. I'm not going to tell you where the blade. That kid's going to look like how he looks, and have to go his whole life introducing himself as Blade. Like, hi, my name's Blade. Blake. <sighs> no. <laughs> Much worse. <laughs> then my parents hate me as silent. Um. My favorite rap name, because you asked, uh, my favorite rap name of all time, and this is what I'll head out on, is uh, OJ the Juice Man. Any OJ the Juice Man fan? No, exactly. Uh, OJ the Juice Man. I didn't know you could do that. 
I didn't know you could just remix a killer's name and that's your rap moniker now. I didn't know that was possible. Like, what's next? Lil Wayne Gacy? No. Lean Harvey Oswald? That's my favorite. John Wilkes in the booth? He's good. Notorious BTK? No. Thizzy Dahmer? No. A Thizzy Borden and Jay-Z Dahmer. Fuck that up. All right. Oh, and of course, uh, Suge Knight. He's a real one. He's a real murderer. All right. Thanks, everybody. So that reminds me, uh, as going through like all of these uh, these serial killers, remind me of a, of an intro that I would like to do for you, and I want to get your your input uh, for this as well. Oh oh. She just turned 13, and she was here a moment ago. Uh, sunrise, sunset. Welcome to the stage, John Benet Mitzvah. Thank you. I wanted to bring her here in my suitcase, but she wouldn't fit. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. See, John Benet Mitzvah, or John Benet Ramsey, it was the uh, little pageant girl whose mother theoretically murdered her. Um, usually my mom just sent me to my room when I was bad, but I guess it was a little bit different in her family. So we're here on a Friday night and we're having a good time. I'm having a great time. Do you guys like my outfit? Thank you. Uh, this is actually an Ivanka Trump dress. I bought it with my daddy's credit card. I really like that it's very flexible. It's just very flexible. I feel like I can move all around in it, which is, which is a real problem. See, because I think it was designed by someone who had to uh, avoid some really bad father issues. There was a better joke in here. I haven't done that one in a while. Oh, oh. She's sitting in the White House waiting for Han Solo to rescue her. Welcome to the stage. One moment, please. Welcome to the stage, Melania Falcon. So we have someone, uh, one of the things that I, I really admire about Melania Trump is that she has so many voices around her at all times, but she's able to maintain a very composed face. And we might be hearing a voice in a little while that uh, is not going to be a sign that you're crazy, or it might be. We'll have to wait and see. I have a guest here, and her name is Heather Lou Weigler. Heather, can you hear us? I can. Hi, Polly. Hi. Are you ready to go? I sure am. Well, the stage is all yours. Thank you so much. I really appreciate the opportunity. Shout out to Pam Benjamin for letting me call in as part of the Mutiny Radio Festival. And I really wish I could see everybody there, but I'm very glad that you can't see me. Uh, one of the worst parts of doing stand-up for me is that the audience is looking up at you, which is not a good angle for somebody with my number of chins. I'm in my 40s, so there's more than two. Um, and I think I'll start today with, by talking with you guys. Uh, I don't know. Are there any ladies there? Any people with pussies? Because I'm going to talk about mine. Well, Polly, I guess this is talking for you. But anyway, uh, <laughs> uh, I've been really angry. My pussy's been really angry lately. And I think it's because I'm going through perimenopause. And if you don't know what that is, it's the biological process a female body goes through in order to stop giving a fuck about what you think. So that silence is really easy for me. 
I'm only in my 40s, and so that some people think that's young to be talking about perimenopause, but that's not really how it works. It's more like puberty. It's a years-long process of hormonal fluctuations in your body, during which puberty, it causes you to want to make people. Uh, during perimenopause, that years-long process of hormonal fluctuation causes you to want to end people. So I've been fantasizing about murder a lot more frequency lately. Um, and it's been kind of scary. A few years ago, my periods got absolutely biblical. And I don't mean by that Jesus-y biblical. I mean, uh, why is Revelations starting in my uterus? It was scary. There were rivers of blood, earthquakes, dead fish, all right out the mouth of the beast, which is my husband's pet name for my vag, because we like to keep it spicy. And it is scary. I passed clots that were so big, they would have had to have a name in Alabama and probably a funeral in Missouri. I can't keep up with all the different oppressive reproductive laws. But um, getting older hasn't been all bad, though, because uh, I don't know if you can tell, but I'm white. You should know that by the fact that my name is Heather. We are the next generation of Karens coming right up at you. But uh, I've noticed that old white lady privilege is really different from young white lady privilege because young white ladies get what they want through sex or crying. And sometimes both, if that's what he's into. But uh, old white lady privilege manifests in a really different way. Old white ladies move through the world invisibly. I can walk through a Walgreens shoplifting to my heart's content, box wine down the pants. You can see a box in a pant, but no one will notice me unless I ask to speak to a manager. Right? See, it's a special power. That's the other a superpower that old white ladies have. And lo, one will appear and offer you a coupon. So that's not a bad part of getting old. Um, I'm also a mom, and that's something that I really love doing. It is the greatest job you will ever be trapped in until you die. Uh, but And I was also a much better parent before I had kids because my hypothetical kids did things like use forks. My real kids do things like take a crap in the backyard and blame it on the dog. Uh, childbirth was a really miraculous experience for me. And if you've never witnessed it, I'm going to ask you to use your imagination. You can close your eyes like the comedian before you, although I'm not going to yell at you about it. Like, it's really up to you, but it might help with the image. Uh, but imagine a watermelon passing through the center of a donut. But afterwards, you have a completely different donut. I went from one of those you know, pink frosted cake donuts with well-groomed sprinkles, all cute and tiny, to more of an apple fritter situation. It's bigger, it's darker, it's messier, but somehow more satisfying to eat. So it's not all bad. Giving advice is a big part of being a parent. My eight-year-old daughter recently complained to me that these two kids 
Cormac and Madigan were bothering her at, at school. So my first thought was, add them to the murder list. I don't care that they're eight. I fantasy murdered younger. And my second thought was, are these two World War II soldiers or two unvaccinated kids from Southeast Portland who's never seen a TV? Not really sure. Their names were Cormac and Madigan. So I said, well, how are these kids bothering you? And she explained to me, well, Mom, they're using the B word. They're using the A word. They're using the F word. And they're even using the C word. And I thought maybe I got Cormac and Madigan wrong for a second, that they were cooler than I thought. But um, I asked her, I wanted to make sure, so I said, honey, uh, what's the C word? And she said, mom, you know, the C word is crap. So I said, honey, no, the C word is cunt. (laughs) You should know that. I mean, you have one. And if I am doing my job correctly, someday you're going to be one. (laughs) Well, ladies and gentlemen, that is what I prepared for you this evening. I hope that you're having a great time. Thank you for having me. Thank you to Polly and all the comedians who came before me and who will follow after. And to Pam, I appreciate it. So how do you guys feel? Is that the voice that you wanted to hear? Better than hearing uh, the voice of your dead grandfather? So I have a little impression that I want to unveil for you. I'm sure you were wondering what I was dressed up as today, and I have not done this anywhere publicly before, so it's going to be a little bit of a rough, uh, a rough impersonation, and I want to prepare you for that. So one moment. Yeah, sure, you betcha. Yeah, sure, you betcha. Yeah, sure, you betcha. <laughs> I can really go for some tea or tot casserole, don't you know? Hi, I'm, hello, America. How are you today? <laughs> it's me, former vice presidential candidate, former Alaskan governor, and MILF, Sarah Palin. Yeah, no, I'm here, I'm just here, you know, in America, having a great time, and uh, I'm here to announce my running for President of the United States for the Democratic Party. You guys might be a little bit surprised, um, because I used to be a Republican, but uh, if we learn anything from the last election cycle, it doesn't matter what party you used to be a part of, it matters which party will get you elected. And I'm here with my girlfriend, Tulsi Gabbard. Tulsi, how are you today? Present. Yes, but Tulsi, how are you? Give me some words to go by. Present. Yes, Tulsi, we understand that very much. Is there anything else you'd like to tell the American people? I've got a lovely bunch of coconuts. You sure do, girl. You sure do. So I'm here running for president, and you know, I think I can really do a good job this time. I think I can really get him. And you know, there's not going to be any John McCain to hold me back this time. I really think I have a chance. You know, I think I really have a chance because all the black candidates have dropped out this time. Isn't Cory Booker black? Is he? (laughs) You know, I'm not really sure about that, but what I do know is that America needs change, and I 
need to get out of Alaska. I've got a stomach down syndrome. It's a lot of work. I really want to have a maid in the White House. That would be really nice. But I do know that my work has been really peeing off. You know, my, my husband Todd has been down in, down in Florida with this girl Molly partying for like eight years. And, you know, I think he's really doing good work. I mean, I'm not sure why he's been down there so long. The election ended like eight years ago. But he's been doing a lot of good work down there. We're very proud of him. All right, so that is my Sarah Palin impersonation. So uh, we have another guest who's going to be joining you here, but I want to do a little bit more before because she just got here, and I want her to settle in and feel all cozy and warm. So a little bit more about me. I work for a genetic testing lab that focuses in women's reproductive health. Specifically, I help women get coverage on their prenatal testing, which makes me the most fertile drag queen alive. Though I haven't gotten my period yet. Something must be wrong with my broveries. Whatever, I'm 17, I still have time. At all times, I require that I am the most fuckable 17-year-old in the room. The day before her 18th birthday. Does anybody want to take me home at midnight? No? That's fine. I didn't want anything for my 18th birthday anyway. I'll just buy some cigarettes. So I've learned a lot about women's anatomy working for a genetic testing lab that focuses in women's health. For example, sir, did you know that women have three holes down there? My eyes are up here! Men. So I learned that when I learned, first learned that women have three holes down there, my gut reaction was, no way. You must be smoking something. Oh, oh. She sucked a lot of flamers to earn her third hole. Welcome to the stage, Tracy Otomi. Thank you. Tracy Otomi is a real queen in Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, I've also learned a lot about genetic conditions working for a genetic testing lab. And it's been more common that women are having children later in life or when they're high risk after age 35. Which is staggering. After age 35. I grew up in suburban white trash America. I had no idea kids got pregnant after high school. Kids in my class must have been overachievers. See, with, kids ha with parents having children later in life, you have increased risk of genetic conditions. And for couples with genetic conditions, sperm donation can be a great option. Sperm donation can also be a great option if you just have an ugly husband. <laughs> See, I feel bad for women with ugly husbands. I do. Because let's face it, ladies, it doesn't happen the other way around. You're not going to find some fat Walmart shopper named Janet rolling her electric wheelchair down the ramp to Brad Pitt's sex dungeon. Because if it did, I'd be on Amazon buying one immediately. Oh, oh. Is she ready? She's the foreign beauty designed to come exactly when you want her to. Welcome to the stage. Glamazon Prime. Oh, I'm sorry. What was that? Oh, Glamazon Prime couldn't be here. She got arrested for tax evasion. I'm just kidding. Glamazon Prime didn't get arrested for tax evasion. She got away with it. So as much as I love pregnant women, kids are another story. <laughs> this kid the other day called me a McFairy. Translation, McDonald's faggot. Apparently, kid called me a McFairy. What was this kid trying to say? That I'm cheap trash and do I buy homeless people and bodybuilders on their day off? Because if he was, he wouldn't be wrong. My bodybuilder husband used to be homeless. <laughs> he loves it when I tell that joke. 
So I decided that if I was going to become a McFairy, I needed a jingle. I need something that was going to be... There we go. I'm all in for making life better for women in this country. Just like I am all in for going to hell after introducing this next queen. Oh, oh. Is she ready? She just had a bunch of children shot up inside her. Welcome to the stage, Sandy Hooker. I see a couple of cringes in the back. You know, what's funny about that is I did that in Pleasanton a couple of months ago to an audience of four people. Someone here is from Pleasanton. And there was a woman who came up. up, up blah, blah, blah. We're talking so quickly. My Jewish is showing. Hold on. So after the show, there was a woman who came up to me and told me that she is from Sandy Hook. Yeah, silence. That was what I was doing. I had nothing. This woman was going to annihilate me. And then she said something that I did not expect. She said, thank you. Because apparently after the incident... A lot of people had some trouble selling their homes. There was a huge recession over the area, and nobody talks about it. And she was thanking me for talking about it and bringing light to the situation. Yeah, Polly Pop Tart 2028. <laughs> so before I introduce our next comic, I have one more drag intro before I introduce the fiercest queen of all. But before we get there, oh oh. She's here to repossess your job, Mr. President. Welcome to the stage, Elizabeth Warrant. <laughs> All right, thank you so much. My name is Polly Pop-Tart one more time, and I am about to introduce the queen of the house. She is the master of ceremonies of several events here and is the master behind the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival happening here between March 1st and 7th. 
next month, in two months. So when you guys are looking for things to do, make sure you mark it on your calendars. All right. Oh, oh. She's the world's best feminist. She believes you're equally as shitty as everyone else. Welcome to the stage, Pam Benjamin. Yay. Yay. Keep it going for Polly Pop-Tart. Yay, yay, you're all here. This is so exciting. Yay, hi, hi. There's another lady in the house. Oh, there's two ladies. Yeah. Three ladies. Yeah. No, I definitely... Uh, I, I hate it when women are here because I just like to stare at men. You know what I'm saying? I like to look out upon a sea of good-looking young men and be able to sexually harass them. That's not sexually harassment when you're good-looking. That's what I learned. If, you, if you're cute, it's fine. If you're a woman, it's fine. You're allowed to do that. The guys think that you're complimenting them. They're like, yeah, we like that. They like it. See? You can really get away with a lot. I love the double standard. Yay, feminism. Yay! Anybody else like World Cup soccer? Yay! I love it because finally I get to watch hot 26-year-old men actually make their goals. <laughs> They're like literally making goals. It's so great. I love I love it here at Mutiny Radio because there's a lot of 26-year-old men and I get to stare at them while they're on stage. That's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to stare at the people while they're on stage. I'm like, am I supposed to drool too? <laughs> I'm getting older. I'm going through menopause. It's rough. Oh my gosh. The only good thing about menopause is I'll never have to have another abortion. You know, it's so good. Uh, also, my underwear have never been happier. You know what I'm saying? Like, wow, I can finally wear that sexy underwear. There's nothing coming out of here. It's just, it's great. It goes away? No, it's gone away. I haven't had a period in five months. It's gone away. I love it. I'm like, it's gone. Woo! It's, I'm only 45, but it's gone, and it's great. I'm like, thank God. I, I actually want to get a tattoo uh, on my uterus here to commemorate its disuse, its non-use. I want to get a tiny skeleton baby uh, kitten, like a tiny cute little kitten all curled up there on my uterus. I think that'll be super cute. It's going to be great. I love cats. I love cats. I love all the cats. Everyone love cats? You want to bow with your one arm like the Asian people to your alien overlords, the cats? Let's do it. Meow! I love it. It's, I'm a crazy cat lady, but not in the way you think. I want to take my cat and I want to shave him. I want to knit a sweater out of his fur. I want to make him wear it. Because I'm a crazy cat lady. What would I do? I am. I'm boy crazy right now with all this menopause. I actually cat called my postal service worker. <laughs> He's really cute. He walks along 20th Street, and I bump into him every time I walk here from my favorite bar. You know, If I've had two beers, I get a little brazen. I said to him the other day, I hope the postal service makes a calendar, and they put you in it. And I winked. <laughs> but he and he smiled it was like it was like he wanted it you know <laughs> but he was wearing a wife beater and I saw a little nip so he was totally asking for it you know what I mean like he was I totally I understand cat calling though because I have a kitten and I try to call her all the time I'm like come here baby kitty come here baby kitty come here baby kitty Baby kitty, come here. Why won't you come over here? And then she shows me her butthole, and I'm like, oh, girl. And I run up to her, and I pick her up without consent, and I turn her into a baby, and I kiss her on the mouth. 
Just saying I understand cat calling. Like, I totally get it, guys. Like, I get it. I want that pussy. <laughs> I do. I love to touch my cat. I love, I want to pick her up all the time and look at her face and be like, you're so cute. I love you. Okay. Uh, I also, I live in the Tenderloin. I understand cat calling. I was walking down the street and a gentleman said, a girl, you've been living a long time to look 22. That's a compliment. That's not cat calling. That's just a straight up awesome compliment. I'm 45. Like, thank you. <laughs> I feel good for the rest of the day. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> it's, oh, stop. The menopause, the, God says differently. He's like shutting down all the pipes and shut it off. Right? Like at 35, you get like, I want to have a baby now. No, like I actually like want to have a baby. So I adopted a kitten. See, that's what real adults do. Responsible adults just adopt animals. Yeah. Y America, you don't want me to have a kid. Like, let's say, let's say we rip out my IUD, you know, my pool sweeper that keeps out all the dead babies, right? It's like a copper pool sweeper in there and it's like swims around. Let's just say we pull that thing out and I still, I mean, I don't know, my eggs are floating around. Something could happen. Let's just say I get pregnant, right? And then let's just say that Trump and this people in the Supreme Court and all that, they're like, you can't have abortions anymore. And let's say I have to have a baby, me. I'm drunk right now. Let's pretend, and, and it's a Friday. I'm allowed to do that. But on a Tuesday, I like to drink. Do we want me to have a baby, America? No. If America made me have a baby, I'd need some new tools to drill some holes in my boyfriend's trunk so the baby could breathe in the car while we were hanging out at the bar. Like, I am the nanny. I'm the person people pay to take care of their children while they go out and do drugs. You know what I mean? Like, I, if I have my own kid, no one's paying. I'm not paying anybody. Put the baby in the trunk, super safe, right? I shouldn't be having kids. If America, if you make me have a kid repealing these abortion things, it's going to be four and it's still going to need one of those backpacks so it doesn't run into traffic. You know, like my mommy doesn't love me. I'm not supposed to be here. Like it's going to be, it's going to be scary. When it turns eight, I'm going to have to go to one of those like first grade parent teacher conferences for the third year in a row. And the teacher's going to be like, um, your child said that you love alcohol more than it. I'm like, this is a sippy cup filled with vodka, you dumb bitch. I didn't want the kid. It finally turns 12 or whatever and starts doing ketamine. And I'm like, who is your dealer? I could take you to Burning Man. Let's get to know each other, right? And then at 15, it teaches me just the cutest thing, right? You know, if you've been doing cocaine for 24 hours, you don't eat your boogers, you smoke them. From the mouths of babes, genius. And at 17, it finally dies from one of those crazy like cocaine and heroin speedballs to the vein, right? And I'm like, 17 years, 17 years. That is the latest late-term abortion you can ever have. That's a 17-year late-term abortion. You know, it was your choice, America, to put it through rehab four times. Not mine. I could never afford any of that. I was on Medi-Cal. Duh. Don't make me have a baby. That's my abortion joke. Thank you. 
You can, are you all woke? You're like, uh, it just turns audiences off. They're like, Ugh. I only have one regret about my uh, second abortion. So when I was in there, they had me, you know, in the stirrups, in the little dress, and they gave me this amazing drug called midazolam. I don't know if you know what it is. It's a fast-acting, short-lived benzodiazepine. Anyone love drugs? Another reason I shouldn't have kids. I know. So I've, I've got the midazolam. I'm in the stirrups, and the doctors look at me, and they say, it's about a five-minute procedure. Some people talk. Some people don't talk. It's like, has anyone ever told jokes? <laughs> They're like, no. I did a hot fucking five. <laughs> like, I did, I did a killer show. You know, it was a bringer show. I left it there. But it was I fucking killed. The doctors were laughing. You hear the and they're laughing at all my jokes. It was amazing. The only regret I have about my second abortion is they wouldn't let me have my phone in there, so I couldn't tape the set. You know, like. Did it happen? Did it matter? Did it, did it have, was it going to help me in any way? Like, did it have, does that set have a future? Like, I need to know. I have regrets. I didn't hear it. Ah. I gave all the doctors flyers after the set. I gave them, I was like, Mutiny Radio right down the street. It was their general. I was like, we got comedy. <laughs> doctors. Cool. Abortion jokes. I'm so glad to be a terrible person. Let's just keep being political. Uh, uh, I don't even want to say anything about this dude because it's too easy. I like to uh, talk about his wife, right? Melania. But here's the thing, no one talks about his wife because she never talks. <laughs> like, I would love to make fun of her voice, but I have no idea what she sounds like. <laughs> like Melania. What's her name? Melania? Lani Melania. Melania? Melania. Melania. Yeah, I wouldn't know because... She never says her name. I, I want her to say something, anything about anything. The world, she speaks four languages. Pick one. <laughs> say something. Je parle français un peu. Like, say anything. She's, I think she's afraid. You know, show us on the doll where he touched you. Blink twice if you're okay. Are you okay, Melania? Like, it's gonna, we're gonna, we can, we can help you. It'll be fine. I want her to say something as a first lady and she hasn't come up and done anything and I thought that she'd just plagiarize Michelle. You know how much we miss Michelle, right? Miss Michelle so much. She did such great things for kids in this country. She like hated fat kids or whatever and changed school lunches and made kids like work out and she had a huge thing, changed the world, right? And I thought Melania would just follow in her footsteps and maybe champion bulimia. <laughs> well, because she hates fat kids too, but you know, bulimia makes kids four times the consumer. Right? Consume, consume, consume. It makes them such good Americans. And then really she'll be known uh, as an environmentalist because she'll teach the kids to vomit into the composting. <laughs> right? Re re regurgitate, reuse, recycle. But that, that vomit, when it has that high acidity, is going to be so good for the wine vines in Napa. Oh, my God. 2020 Pinot Noir. It's going to be amazing. Thanks, Melania. <laughs> She's from either Slovenia or Slovakia. Does anybody know? Slovenia. Both countries border Hungary. And my God, she's starving. Somebody, someone give that girl a sandwich. She looks so pretty when she frowns. She's just, she's, I love her. I love Melania. I'll wrap it up pretty soon. Here we go. I'll do, I'll do 
One more joke that'll gross you guys out. Uh, balls have been on the menu since 2002. I don't know, sexually. I'm an old lady, so we didn't used to have to have balls in our mouth, but I guess that's pretty par for the course now. But, uh, you know, if you could deal with my issues, I'm hungry, and dip your nutsack in some marshmallow fluff, uh, and then roll one ball in chocolate chips, and the other ball in graham cracker crumbs. Because if I'm going to have your sweaty nutsack in my mouth, kind of want it to taste like summer camp. S'more dick, please. Less balls. S'more dick! Okay, you guys have been amazing. You've been an amazing audience. Thank you so much for being here tonight on the Comedy Clubhouse. Keep your hands clapping for your hostess with the mostest, Polly Pop-Tart! Yay! Before you guys head out, how many of you guys uh, were uh, pre-bought tickets before you got here? One of you, you guys all did? All right, if you guys haven't, uh, there is a cash bucket here. There's also a Venmo account for you guys to put them in there. It goes to the venue, which is uh, a really wonderful venue, keeping free speech alive here in the Mission and in San Francisco. So uh, donate what you can. It was, uh, or is it $10? It's supposed to be $10. Yeah, I didn't. Ten, ten dollars yes. Thank you guys so much. Uh, once again, my name is Polly Pop-Tart. That's one L, two Ts. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter. Even pull out your phones right now. I mean it. Polly Pop-Tart. One L, two... Yes, pulling out your phone. I appreciate it. Yes, thank you. Polly Pop-Tart. Oh, hold on. We need to have... This, this is very important. This is very important. It really makes the full outfit. Have a wonderful night, everybody. Thank you so much for coming. Yes. Come back soon. Oh, I your boy Sifo here, here to let you know that the 5th Annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival is March 1st through 7th, 2020 with special podcasts and comedy shows 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. all week. Get your tickets now on Eventbrite. Just search Mutiny Radio and get ready for 76 comics from all over the U.S. coming for 66 programs in 7 days all here at 2781 21st Street in the heart of the mission. Or if you can't be with us, listen live or podcast from anywhere in the world at www.mutinyradio.fm. Join us March 1st to 7th for these amazing events. What kind of a future? Law Tigers, we fight for motorcyclists. We're not just motorcycle lawyers, we're part of the riding community. Law Tigers watches over riders. If you're injured in a motorcycle accident, we'll help you get your motorcycle repaired or replaced and assist you with your damaged gear too. We're by your side every step of the way. With the Law Tigers, you never ride alone. If you're injured in a motorcycle accident, call 1-800-LAW-TIGERS or visit us on the web at lawtigers.com. The Law Tigers, California's motorcycle lawyer. Richard Harris, Harris Law Firm, LLP, 180 Circle, Suite 300, Sacramento, California, 95834.
or download a podcast and you can listen on the go. Listen to live streaming radio or download a podcast and you can listen on the go. San Francisco Mutiny Radio. San Francisco Mutiny Radio. Why not make a donation? Streaming live the station. District of the Mission. Listen to live streaming radio. Or download a podcast and you can listen on the go. MutinyRadio.fm. Hit the donate button, stream them live, download a podcast, have some fun! Michael Spiegelman. And I am Carl, not Spiegelman. Join us every Sunday, 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on MutinyRadio.fm for... Let's watch a full-length movie on... YouTube. We watch the best movies that... uh, Aren't they good? Well, they're chosen by Uh, Here's his theme song again. Bye. Okay, bye. Watch a What's happening? This is your boy, Rob Edwards. I'm here to tell you about the 5th Annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. It's March 1st through the 7th, 2020, with special podcasts and comedy shows 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. all week long. Get your tickets on Eventbrite. Just search Mutiny Radio and get ready for 76 comments from all over the U.S. Coming for 66 programs in seven days, all here at 2781 21st Street in the Deep Mission, or listen live or podcast from anywhere in the world at mutinyradio.fm. Join us March 1st through the 7th for these amazing events. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be 
Like in front of an audience? Like other than like squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Oh, shoot. From time to time, I've given it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things to you before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! <laughs> Hungry for a burger? Mutiny Radio thinks you'll find the best burger in San Francisco at Counter Offer, located inside Bender's Bar and Grill. Counter Offer's menu aims to please your drunk face. Tater tots are served daily. On Tuesday nights, Counter Offer serves specials off the Taco Bell menu, only better. You can enjoy your favorite Taco Bell item without the guilt. Counter Offer uses only fresh ingredients and never store-bought shit. Special ingredients are made from scratch daily, including beans, ketchup, mustard, habanero sauce, and ranch dressing. Counter Offer even serves vegan mac and cheese. All of this great food is served 2 p.m. to 10 p.m. daily and until 11 p.m. on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Counter Offer is located inside Bender's Bar and Grill at 806 South Van S. Be sure to tell them Mutiny sent you. Counter Offer, baby. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice. LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Subliminal SF visual and auditory mind control brings you the best, coolest t-shirt and hoodie designs and mind-bending local bands and shows at venues all over San Francisco and the Bay Area. Subliminal SF is here to destroy your sense of normalcy and plant ideas in your skull to make you cooler and a more awesome person. Check out all the badass products at subliminalsf.myshopify.com. That's subliminalsf.myshopify.com. And experience Subliminal SF. Tired of paying too much for your internet? Contracts and hidden fees got you down? 
Tired of supporting the same big cable companies that lobby against a free and open internet? Get Monkey Brains! Monkey Brains is a local internet provider who doesn't sell your data, bind you down with contracts, or trick you with hidden monthly fees. We're honest, local, and 100% net neutral. Residential internet for only $35 a month, business packages starting at $75 a month. Go to monkeybrains.net and sign up today. Asiento. Asiento. Take a seat at Asiento on 21st and Bryant. Meet friends for a drink, have delicious tapas, and a relaxed community atmosphere. Asiento, honestly, is a wonderful place. They have incredible bartenders and board games all over the walls. Trivia on Mondays, Taco Tuesdays, First Wednesday, live jazz. Live DJs Thursday. Parties. The food is darn good. Special happy hour prices all night long with your Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival ticket March 1st through 5th. Check out the schedule at www.asientosf.com. Come take a seat. I had a date there and it did not go well. But it wasn't the fault of the place. They're very nice. Asiento. El Rio began her life in 1978 as a leather Brazilian gay bar. We are an LGBTQ plus space who is welcoming to all good people. We actively invest in communities to promote social change. We actively invest in our local arts and music scene to give space for artists. We actively pursue underserved communities in the use of our space. We are an awesome supporter of the 5th Annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival, hosting an incredible offside show. Wednesday, March 4th, 9 to 11 p.m. with LGBTQ plus and allied comics. So come out to 3158 Mission Street at Cesar Chavez, San Francisco. It's open every day at 2 p.m. with an incredible back patio. El Rio is your dive. Tonight, featuring the finest in Bay Area comedy, and uh, some other guy. It should go pretty well. I'm going to give you all seven minutes. Yeah, because we can all get to know each other. Thank you for paying attention to each other and not walking out or pissing during each other's sets. You know. I know. I love the, the architecture here. It works out really well. I mean, Pam always like, you know, does anybody have a problem if we pressure you into smoking weed here? You can step outside if you have an issue. It won't be uncool or anything. No, it's okay. Um, do your thing. It's fine. Just because I'm addicted to weed doesn't mean you have a problem. It's cool. Okay, so we'll go seven minutes with our list of nine and... Uh, I'm going to play a game with you all at the end where I'll call you up on stage and give you three random styles of comedy. And you got to do a joke in each one. It'll be interesting to say the least. 
Um, let's see. Can we get a mic check real quick? Roman, do you mind helping out? Oh, yeah. Show us how it's done. Of course, you have to, to you know, talk into the thing, too, not just masturbate. If I was, okay. there we go. It is number four then. All right. We are ready to go. Thank you, sir. Oh, oh baby. I love it when you run the mic up and down the stand. Oh, just brings a man to fantasy. Your first comedian tonight. Uh, I think I know him from East Bay Comedy, I believe. Please give it up for Mike Evans Jr. From East Bay Comedy, that's, that's how white people say there's a black man coming on stage. <laughs> hey, Pleasanton's in the East Bay, too. Oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. That's where I steal cars. Um, so I, uh, I just turned 24 years old, which means absolutely nothing. Uh, people start telling you that just sad shit starts happening after 21 like every time I ask my dad for advice, he always breaks my heart a little bit. I'm like, hey, dad, you know, I don't, I don't know about me and my girlfriend. And he's like, yeah, you know, sometimes I don't know about your mom. <laughs> I'm like, thanks. Thanks, dad. Somehow <laughs> made me feel better. Um, I'm at that age now, though, where like I start to feel like, like, when is it too old to buy your parents just cards for Christmas and their birthdays? Like when do you have to get them like real gifts? Right. Because I never feel like I have a real job yet. So I don't feel like, you know, I can get them more special things, right? I don't know, it's just a question, not really a joke. I'm just trying to figure that one out. Um, I got my dad a, a Prince guitar strap. He really likes Prince, plays guitar. It's just, uh, I feel like it was a better gift. It was like 34 bucks. I keep getting pajamas though. I'm getting a little fucking upset about it. You know, give me some gas money or pay my rent. It's more of a realistic, Realistic gift. Or to get, you know, or my, you know, to get my ex-girlfriend to call me back. That'd be cool. That'd be a cool gift. Doesn't happen. I just see her on social media with her new boyfriend. He's way more, like, buff and ripped than me. He's actually from the hood. That's the thing, like, sometimes girls look at me and stereotype me and be like, oh, you're from the hood, right? And I'm like, no, not at all. But my dad is. Like, my dad has all, like... The stereotypes, you grew up in the hood, you know, just had like had like five sisters, used to have holes on his clothes. Now he likes making it big, lives in the suburbs. Me, raised in the suburbs. Nothing cool about that shit at all. Not at all. Not intimidating. Besides my penis, that's the only thing that's pretty scary. Only because there's bumps on it. Like the bumps on my dick, bumps on my dick, bumps all over my dick is, uh, doesn't feel good. I had chlamydia twice. First time, people felt bad for me. Second time, no one felt bad for me. Um, it's not really a, a sympathetic STD. There's no walks or quilts for chlamydia. <laughs> no, everyone just kind of looks at you like, oh, motherfucker, gotta, gotta get rid of that. Going to Planned Parenthood as a man is a hell of an experience when you go by yourself. Cause like when you go as a girl, you know, there's all lots of things that, you know, girls can get help for at Planned Parenthood. But for guys, it's like, when I walk in, 
every girl in there knows there's something wrong with my dick. Like, I can't say I'm here for a friend. I can't say big old bumps on my dick, big bumps on my dick. <laughs> they wonder why I'm single. They, they always wonder why. Nah, it's, uh, I was watching that weird ass R. Kelly show today. Um, it's like, it's called Surviving R. Kelly. It's really fucked up and heartbreaking, but I don't know. I always thought like if I was to become famous, would I be scared of like, you know, the Me Too scandal? Thing is, no, because I'm not a crazy person, but I'm scared of like rumors going around that like I have a small penis. Um, cause that would suck. I don't, my dick isn't like small all the time, just to give you that reference. It's just, sometimes I get nervous and so I can't get up. Like it's just flaccid. I just don't want to be known as like flaccid Mike. Flaccid Mike Evans Jr. You know? It's like you two, ah, oh, shit, you had it, it was awful. It was terrible. Just kept flapping it around. Just gave me a black eye, that guy, just with his flaccid, just. <laughs> uh, I love small rooms like this. It's all intimate. You guys know so much about my dick right now. Um, yeah, so I work with kids, um, in case you <laughs> couldn't guess from that last joke. Um, it was fun. I found out I had chlamydia actually getting a, uh, a tuberculosis test because you had to get that when you work with kids. And they were like, sir, you don't have tuberculosis, <laughs> but you have chlamydia. I was like, what the fuck, man? This is awful. Yeah. The thing is, too, about comedy is that you can never tell when the comedian's lying or not. But at this point, you all know that that ain't some made up shit. So um, I work with kids. I used to work with elementary school kids, which are way more adorable than middle school kids. Middle school kids are trying out cuss words for the first time, saying shit in front of me that they shouldn't say, um, <laughs> doing all types of fucked up shit to each other. I saw this little kid hit another little girl in the face with a burrito, just full force. It was like third week of school, so like outfits were still like, <laughs> you know, popping and shit. And this little girl just gets like this whole like super chicken burrito just all in her hair and her eyes. And I feel so bad because I had to be the one that disciplined the kid for doing it. But it was like, it's pretty damn funny. It was, I'm going to get fired probably. No, actually the day I'm worried about get fired actually at the school I work at is when the kids look up my name like on YouTube. They're going to be like, what does this guy talk about? Does he, what does he tell jokes about? And they hear me. Talk about bumps on my dick. It's not, it's not a good tagline. I don't want to be that guy. Oh, you mean the bumps on dick? My, oh shit, that's, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, Donald Trump's president. It's not fun for you if you're not a white male. Um, I don't know how it's gonna end though. We're, we're still trying to figure that one out. I'm excited for it to end eventually. To be honest, it's not as bad as I thought it was going to be. Like, the day after he won, I was like, slavery's coming back. Everybody run. Shit's, shit's going down. And it's, like, almost that. It's almost that. Like, I don't know why. Like, are we still going to let Republicans vote, like, next time around? Do we give them another chance? Like, it shouldn't have even gotten that far. Like, once, once it became Republican, not a me nominee. Thanks. What got the light? I was thinking, like, you know, maybe we stop letting them vote. Like, we have an age, like... I feel like we have like a like an age where you can vote, like at 18, but shouldn't it stop at a certain point? Because like Republicans, it's like they're trying to hold shit from back then. Who's people who like shit from back then? Old people, but they're dying. 
They're not going to see global warming, Texas. Why the fuck do we let them vote on shit like global warming? I'm just saying, they don't have to see that shit. They don't. And that's why I work with kids. They're going to see that shit eventually, so I'm getting them ready. Just buying them water and getting them the Bible. This is, yeah, I'm just, I'm just talking about nothing now. So that's my set. <laughs> Mike Evans Jr., everybody. Yeah. So you want to play a game? Well, uh, do you want to wait till the end for oh, everybody yeah. or do it with each set? Okay, let's wait till the end then. Unanimous vote. Yeah. Okay, all right. Thank you, Mike. No problem. Good stuff. Excellent work. No, I totally agree. You know what you call 10,000 dead Republicans? What? A good fucking start. <laughs> yes, I am. Your next comedian runs a lovely mic in uh, Oakland. Please give it up for Jeremy Worm Jones. Thank you so much. Thank you, guys. Sorry about that. I didn't mean to do that so forcefully. I got too much big dick energy. That's what that is. Um, I was going to take my coat off, too, but uh, it's way too fucking cold for that. I have a very small shirt on. It's not small on purpose. I bought it small when I was smaller, but now I'm fat, so... I eat a lot of food now. Um, speaking of cold outside, uh, I don't know if uh, a lot of you guys heard about that uh, that protest against uh, the baby It's cold outside during Christmas. Like some radio stations weren't playing it. I was like, I, I thought that was ridiculous. I was like, I thought that was just a, like, a, you know, a fun song between like, you know, a woman and a guy who were just, you know, having a flirty little game of like, she's trying to leave and he's trying to get her to stay, you know? She's like, I really can't stay. And he's like, but baby, it's cold outside. And she's like, I really should leave. And he's like, baby, it's cold outside. Why don't you stay and get this D? <laughs> but people turn it into like this thing, like uh, she was saying, I really can't stay. And he was like, bitch, you ain't going nowhere. <laughs> Sit your goofy ass down and finish the rest of this bottle I bought for both of us. Shit. I'm thinking, like, if I was the third wheel in that situation, I would be one advocating for us to stay. Like, bitch, it's cold outside. What are you talking about? If it, if somebody got to jiggle his balls, I'll do it if it means staying. Shit. Fuck. That's how I feel about that song. Um... How I feel about uh, other things. Oh, I went to the movies earlier today, and uh, I saw that movie Escape Room. You guys should see that. That's a pretty good movie. Uh, it's kind of like that movie Saw. I'm sure you guys have seen that movie, right? Yeah? Uh, every time I saw the Saw movies, I always thought, like, I'd survive. There's, I'd definitely survive every time. Because every time somebody died, it's because they got up from wherever they were, and then this, the fucking thing started, right? They wake up in a bed or some shit. Oh, shit. They stand up. Then the clock starts. And then fucking Jigsaw's face comes on a TV and goes, I've locked you in this room and there's a key somewhere and you got to kill yourself to get it. <laughs> and every time like I thought of that, I'd be like, I'd be the one dude that woke up somewhere randomly. Like, oh, shit. I'm not doing nothing. I'm going to just stay here until the police find me, I guess. Fuck it. The screen come on and be like, I see you got out of that chair. I'm like, no, I didn't, bro. You have 15 minutes to open that door. You die. I'm, I'm like, well, I guess I'm going to stay in this chair, bro, because nothing started yet. So I think I'm pretty good. I think I'm all right. I can just wait this out. I don't have my phone with me, but I got patience. I could just 
just wait this out. I guess you guys don't agree with me. You'd have jumped out of the chairs and got the fuck out of there. I respect it. Uh, that's a new joke. I just wrote that just now, so uh, that's not going to it's not gonna go any better than that. So let's just move on. <laughs> let's just go on to the next one. Uh, it's 2019, and I'm advocating for a lot of shit in 2019. First of all, one of the things I'm advocating for myself is I'm wilding the fuck out. I'm just doing whatever I want to do, and I'm blaming it all on 2019. I'm going to steal a car tonight. And when the guy's like, what are you doing? I'm going to be like, it's 2019, nigga, it's wild. I'm stab my friend. He's I'm like, damn, worm, why'd you do that? It's 2019, nigga. I'm ruthless. Going raw dog. I ain't wearing condoms no more. Fuck it. 2019, fellas, y'all with me? Right? Yeah? Raw? <laughs> Graham, nope. Fuck it, man. It's 2019. We made it this far. The Mayans said we'd have died five or six years ago. So fuck it, right? We in the Matrix anyway. Let's keep this shit rocking. People wilding out anyway. If we got fucking Trump tried to build this fucking wall and he's trying to build a fucking Space Force. This guy is crazy right now. First of all, though, that Space Force idea, I'm on board with that. I'm like, fuck yeah. I'm gonna quit my job tomorrow and join this motherfucking Space Force. It's my dream job right there. How I see it in my mind, apparently, Trump is thinking outside the box. He's thinking after I built this wall, what are the Mexicans going to do next? They're going to go over it and go into fucking space. (laughs) Fuck that. I got to police space. I got to do this shit right now. And how I see it is we're going to be on the moon. Trump's going to hit a button on his desk and it's going to boo, 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 space cadets. Get to your spaceships. We're going to run to our ships and put on armor and shit. And fight space terrorism. I'm all for that shit. But the, t- the plot twist is Trump pulls off his mask and he's a fucking alien. And he's like, I'm a fucking alien.